Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What do you got for me? What's wrong with you people? I got nothing for you. What's wrong with you? What's going on, everyone, and welcome to The Reformatory, the podcast for the local church and by the local church, and we are your local churchmen. My name is Josh. I'm here with Jack. Yes, And sir. Jack, it is Reformation Month, my man. Yes. And we are in full swing. Mm-hmm. Full swing. So, okay, I got I to gotta tell you something that funny that happened uh, oh, last, l- last Lord's Day. Okay. All right. So, I'm... I'm walking out of church, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I've got, I've got my, I've got my my fall flannel on. Yeah, right. Because it's it fall is getting balmy it is, out it's there. Flannel, it's flannel season, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm walking out of church, walking to my car, walking across the street, and this random dude doesn't go to our church, right? Just just random <laughs> dude in the street. Like he's he's walking toward me, so we're walking past each other. Yeah. Right across the street. Yes, we were jaywalking, but it's a small town. It's a small town street. Everyone does it. Yeah. Okay. Get all the way off my back on that. It one. happens. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> um. So we're passing each other, and he's also wearing flannel. Okay. <laughs> so he, we walk past each other, and in the middle of the road, he goes up for a fist bump, and he goes, "Flannel season, baby." <laughs> Like <laughs> so wow. we fist bump in the middle of the road and then walk to our cars and I never saw him again. You know, he might have been an angel. Angels entertaining us. Yes. I might have. It, it might have <laughs> been touched angels. by an angel. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Entertaining angels wearing their beautiful wow. flannel. Yep. That's right. But Jack, I'm happy. It's a good day. Um, the sun. The sun is shining, but it is. Uh-huh. It's not hot out, and. Um, I'm getting my car back, so that's good. They didn't even uh, fix this, the alignment, did they? Dude, okay, insurance is going to insurance every time <laughs> because the contact, it didn't make contact with the wheel. Well, sorry, that we can't prove that the out of alignment was caused by our insured driver. So, you know what? They're No, they're not touching the alignment. Thankfully, I can go to like Les Schwab and get it for like, 139 or something like that so it's not horrible but no insurance this is why i hate insurance yeah insurance is the worst but 
I got true. a rental car out of it for, you know, about a month. So that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. But Josh, anyway, how are you? We are in the midst. Yeah. Of the ALDS and postseason baseball, my oh, friend. Oh, dude, as we're to, as we're dude, talking, I'm, I'm like, so distracted right now. I know, because like, as <laughs> as we're talking, the Seattle Mariners mm-hmm. right are in the middle of the first game. Uh, in, They're it, well, at the well, bottom well, well, of sec- it. Second season, bottom of the ninth. We're up seven five to the Astros. I'm stressing right now, dude. Bro, at, in about another 40 minutes, my Guardians, my Cleveland Guardians are playing against the Yankees. Dude, and uh, I am going to have to deal with every single absolute piece of oh yeah. work Yankee fan oh yeah. if I if we lose. Dude, uh, so one of our listeners his name is uh uh, uh Patrick. He he yeah. uh, he sent us a message. He's like, "Okay, you know what we need?" He's like, "We need <laughs> we need Cleveland versus Seattle." Yep, dude, can you imagine the reformatory <laughs> up? Can you imagine the reformatory Man. up? That's what uh that's that's what we need. We'll see. We'll see, you know? You never know. Yeah. It could happen. It, it could. could. I mean, you do have playoff baseball happening in Seattle that hasn't happened in oh, yeah. a million years. Absolutely. So I mean, I feel like what they this say the last team. the last time that the Mariners were in the playoffs, you actually have blockbuster videos that were open. Oh so. yeah, it was like ninety. <laughs> it was. It's been like twenty one years, dude. I'm already. I'm already like casting. I'm already casting the 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 actors that are going to play these guys in the movie when we go to the world <laughs> series and we win it this is going to be they're going to this oh, is like this man. is like this is like that oh. movie uh what's a hockey one miracle oh that's my that, that's what this is man that's what this is but instead of the russians we're beating we're, we're beating cleveland <laughs> that's a sad day when you have to compare compare <laughs> cleveland to russia at this point i mean it man. is definitely it's probably more the yankees let's be honest <laughs> yeah. with it right but all right jack do you got a uh do you got a cigar of the week for us man? yes yes you I did do. you oh you know what, jack you always come through you yeah. have never answered no to that question and i gotta uh, say well done yeah this this week's cigar of the week is um i would say a pretty typical go-to if you do not if you are just stressing out on what to choose from a humidor somewhere, whether that be your local tobacconist or retail cigar shop, you can basically know that I would say 99% of the time that tobacconists and cigar shops should have this cigar, or should have this brand, I should say, which is AJ Fernandez. So the cigar of the week is the AJ Fernandez Enclave Robusto. Mm. I will say that this cigar is is if you don't have anything to smoke and you just have this, that will do, okay? Like, you'll be okay with this cigar if that if this is the only thing in your humidor that's there lingering. Or if it's the only recognizable thing that you can find out of your local um, retail shop. And so, mm-hmm. basically, um, if you look to the particulars, if you will... Um, this is a Habano Rosado wrapper from Ecuador, and it complements a decadent of what they say, a decadent Cameroon binder. And then you also have um, AJ Fernandez, uh, Piloto Cubano, and select Nicaraguan fillers, um, with basically which comes out to a nice. Uh, blend that tastes of pepper, spice, cedar, and cinnamon. There you go. So that's your breakdown, and your MS, like your MSRP for this 
is anywhere between eight, uh, seven to $8. Okay. All right. Kind of that kind of right. I would say mid range to, yeah. to, uh, a little on the cheaper end, which is nice. Yeah. So I figure you get really good flavor. You get really good construction. I've never smoked an enclave that was terrible in construction or once you lit it, it was garbage or it burned yeah. at a weird angle or whatever like that. There has never been a time where I've smoked an enclave, which I've smoked many. It's kind of a go-to um, if if I'm not feeling anything else. Um, and then the price is right. I mean, the price is. is right, people. So Absolutely. That, my friend, is a cigar week. So. There it is. All right. It is The Enclave by A.J. Fernandez. Go and smoke to the glory of God. All right, Jack. Here we go, baby. This is it. This is yep. what we. This is. It's all come down to this. Oh boy! This is what the people have been waiting for. No, <laughs> this is what I've been waiting for. Anyway, so as we stated last week, uh, we are in Reformation Month, and yes. part of uh, what we wanted to do this month is have Reformation themed uh, episodes, and we're going to be going through the five solas. Mm-hmm. Right, so the five solas came out of the Reformation as somewhat of a somewhat of a rallying cry, if you will. Right, and they are the five five truths that that came out of the Reformation that that came against the the doctrine of the Catholic Church of the day. Right, the Catholic Church was uh, profaning uh, is I think a good word for it the truths of the gospel and 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 adding to the truths of the gospel, uh, making it no longer the gospel. Right, so it was uh, salvation could be found through Christ, but it was through Christ and the mediation of Mary or the mediation of the saints. Right, and it it was grace through faith, but your works and the the sustainment of your salvation still took still took a role in that. Yeah. Right, uh, they did believe in the you know, the you know the authority of Scripture, but it was the authority uh, along with the authority and interpretation of the popes, right, and the priests, right. So it wasn't truly Scripture alone so you had yeah. this 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 horrible situation where the common people didn't have the the bible didn't have access to the truth and we're having to take the word of the pope and the priests as gospel right and yeah. literally as gospel because they didn't have access to the gospel yeah so of course all the atrocities that we talked about last week that came from that the indulgences and uh you know you know people being being killed and separated from their families and all of this and then you have Martin Luther right who uh, goes to basically the 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 Facebook or Twitter of the day and nails his 95 theses on the wall as a means of wanting to start a discussion over these things because he yeah. was a learned man and he did have the ability to look at scripture and know what it says and it wasn't lining up right um so that's what he did and caught like wildfire right reformation starts boom starts spreading throughout europe right Mm -hmm. and the five solas of the reformation are five essential truths of christianity that came out of this time right that when we think about the Reformation, when we think about the rallying cries, the 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 truths that they confess, right? One of, if not the main uh, uh, theological truth to come out of this is the just shall live by faith, mm-hmm. right? Not works. Yeah. Right. So those that God has 
has called just, that has made just, that has that that has declared as just positionally. It is their faith yeah. in the works, the meritorious works of another. Yeah. That is the what 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 keeps that. It's not their works, it's not their effort, it's the faith in the works, right? In the works that have been done on your behalf, right? So what yeah. we're gonna talk about today are two out of the five solas. We're gonna talk about sola gratia and sola fide, which is grace alone and faith alone. Right, because I don't, I think I don't think you have to separate them. Right, I think it's by grace through faith. Right, and if you're uh, a more learned man with Latin, we would say gratia, Good gratia, sir. gratia, gratia. You know, it's, <laughs> hey, tomato, tomato. You say potato, gratia, I say potato, gratia, baby. Some people say gracia, right? Oh you have gosh. gracia, gratia, okay, gratia. That's, a, that's Italian. Whatever. Here. Let's be honest here. <laughs> Sola gracia. <laughs> gratia, gratier. Hey, both are correct. Sure. Get out of here. Get out of here, you pretentious. <laughs> you, you pretentious snob. So, Jack, um, I guess I'll just start it off. Mm-hmm. Why is the doctrine of grace through faith... Mm-hmm. So why was this so important back in the days of the Reformation? Let's why don't we start there and then we'll bring it into modern times because I mean, you know, nobody has problem with sola fide these days, right? I mean, we we, we got this truth wink, in our pocket, wink. right? Right? Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's let's go to the Reformation first, Jack. Why was grace through faith uh why did they why did they make two pillars, if you will, out of these yeah. these true truths? I think um, the easiest answer is there was so much that added onto itself um, during and kind of led up to when Martin Luther, basically Martin Luther started the platform, I would say, of what we talked about last week. He started this platform of if you are in faith in Christ, you are accepted. Mm. Like you have this imputation of Christ's righteousness onto you and you are his. That was very scandalous, I would say, at the time. Um, because, A, it's circumventing the uh, the magisterium of the day, which is the Catholic Church, who is not only uh, authority in uh, high places as the end-all, be-all of churches, but it's also kind of the legal head, too. Um, it's this way in which the church functions that, is this kind of synchronous kind of view in which church and state are both hand in hand together. Not what we mm-hmm. experience today, which is, um, I would say is very much more of a Baptist way of looking at politics and faith in the public square where you have religious liberty. But, um, so you have that going for it as well too. So Faith alone and grace alone, these ideas and these solas that come out of the Reformation, I would say Martin Luther is like basically led off with faith alone as being the first sola, we would say, Mm -hmm. uh, that kind of goes into this Um, faith through grace, we would say. And so, man, I would just say that's a huge because at the time, that wasn't happening. That wasn't happening in society. That wasn't happening in the church. If you, I feel like you don't even have a middle class at that point. You have the lords and the serfs, and there's no in between. 
you have the priests and the people there. There's no in between there. Um, so you're looking at this from a society that does not have a middle class. It only has haves and haves nots. Um, and on top of that, in order to be right with God, you have to work towards that. Like mm-hmm. that is the stance. Like you have to work, you have to pay your, your, your kind of spiritual tax to the church in order to get people out of purgatory and all these other things with indulgences going on at the time. And it is very much a, you are the servant, we are your lords, you mm-hmm. should serve us in this way in order to get to God. Um, yeah. And really that's, that's the travesty, I think, of that day. That's where the gospel was really submerged in this muck and mire of religious crusting over and hypocrisy. And it's not showing, the gospel is not showing through in that kind of environment uh, at the time of the Reformation. And so when Martin Luther basically comes forward and starts proposing what we would say he was doing is going back to uh, the ad fontes or the sources, he was going back not to the Vulgate, he was going back to the original, uh, the original Greek and the original Hebrew, and he was looking at that intently on those words. And he was pulling from it this idea that what the early church was really founded upon, which is grace through faith or faith through grace. I mean, they're interchangeable in this sense because God is, God is giving you faith and he's giving you grace. And you are set righteous because God has given you this gift of faith and you are righteous by faith alone. And so this was like, because at that point, why do you need to pay your your indulgence taxes, you know, if you have this doctrine of faith alone again, right? Yeah. So it is, um, it's, that's scandalous in and of itself. But if you take that into a larger complexity of the day, it's, it's not, it's basically telling the Catholic Church, you have got this wrong you have encrusted the gospel with all these add-ons and you're not going to the heart of what scripture says. Right. And so these are things that are very important to that day because so many people, I mean, you have, if you look at it, so many people are downtrodden. I mean, you just, it feels like Europe during the kind of high middle ages era period is just, engulfed in nothing but scandal or disease Mm -hmm. (laughs) or war. And so this is almost kind of like um, what one of the um, kind of anthems and one of the sayings of the Reformation was, which is uh, post-tenebrous lux, which is after darkness light. Right. And this is kind of this light, this light of grace shining through with, with these doctrines that we know now. And this is what really gets to the heart of the gospel, um, is, the ra- is the righteous shall live by faith alone. Yep. And kind of that argument that is made by Scripture within that. And so, yeah. Yeah, it, it's something that I think these, I think there's a reason that sola fide, the just shall live by faith, 
was kind of the main crux of the Reformation, right? The, is because it's it it truly is the heart of the gospel. What is it that saves us, and what is it that keeps us saved, right? The and these were the questions that Martin Luther was trying to answer. And these were the questions that the Catholic Church, they had their answers to them, right? But those answers did not line up with what Scripture said, yeah, right? So you have two of these five pillars, if you will, of salvation. It must be by grace. It's a gift that is given. It's not something that's earned. It's not something that's deserved. It's not something that's warranted. It's not something that's purchased by us, Yeah, right? It is based completely on... And totally upon the work of Jesus Christ that he accomplished, the life that he lived, right? We're talking about the active obedience of Christ, which, yes, is a biblical doctrine, as well as the death that he died in order to satisfy the wrath of God and resurrecting, conquering death, conquering sin, conquering Satan three days later, yeah. right? It's the entirety of why Jesus came to earth. He did so... To, to be the second Adam, to be the one that did it on our behalf, because all of that was required of us, right? A perfect life lived free of sin. That is the bar set to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. That is the bar for holiness, right? And because we, because we didn't do that all the way back at the garden, right, when the first Adam fell, we do not have the ability to do that. So... The punishment for that, the wrath of God, rests justly on us, right? And Christ came to this earth and gave us of himself, his life and his death, mm. right? So that salvation that we have is a gift. It is through grace alone, not something that we can earn. You can't purchase it. You can't buy it, which is yeah. such a wonderful truth Yeah. because, again, let's look at the time of the Reformation and bring this into into modern day, right? These individuals were facing the reality of salvation being something that they have to earn. Mm -hmm. And not only something they have to earn, but something they have to sustain. Yeah. Based on righteous living. I can't imagine living with that pressure on my shoulders on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. Right? I like there's, there's a reason Luther snapped the way that he did, and he finally just uh, I can't I can't do this. Yeah, and he didn't see God as a gracious God, because God is demanding that he keep this law while at the same time showing him in his word that he's incapable of keeping that law. Right, and Luther's like yeah. I don't I don't know what to do I don't know what to do with this. Right, so come grace alone. The salvation mm-hmm. is 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 completely and totally based on the works of Jesus Christ. So if that's the truth, right, now we come to the understanding of how faith plays into it. And this is something that I think a lot of individuals, especially today, I think can get a little screwy with. Yeah. is because we are indeed called as Christians to live righteously. Mm-hmm. And we are shown in Scripture that the fruit of our salvation is indeed good works, mm-hmm. right? But how that relationship coincides with each other, I think a lot of individuals uh, can tend to kind of uh, <laughs> uh, distort a little bit. Yeah. Right? And I'll I'll just 
I'll just say this as a preface. Anytime you begin to distort or reinterpret the essential truths of the gospel, you are damning yourself mm-hmm. and anyone who believes in those truths to e- to an eternity without Christ. Yeah. Because a distorted gospel is no gospel at all. Yeah. If you are adding your merit, mm-hmm. your works, yeah. your righteousness that you are that you are called to live, if you are adding those to the process of your salvation at all, the gospel that you are believing in is a false gospel and unable to save. Yeah. We have to understand this before we continue. Yeah. Because when we talk about sola fide, Mm -hmm. faith in the works of Jesus Christ alone, we mean alone. Yeah. (laughs) It's not plus anything else. Yeah. And there's a lot of talk going around these days of people who uh, are attempting in one way or, or another to add their righteousness into sola fide as if now that we have been saved, now that we are we are post the cross, somehow your works play a part in the sustainment of your salvation. Yeah. That is a damnable heresy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is not true. Yeah. At all, and we have to understand, and and, and we 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 can't we can't we can't like <laughs> equivocate on that. Yeah, that is that is just true. Mm-hmm. Now, what we are not saying is that works have no place in the life of the believer. Yeah, we wouldn't say that. Of course, we're not saying, <clears throat> and of course, we're not saying that work that there's a relationship between true salvation. And the good works that you do, we see that in James. Like yeah. if if you are living a life that is completely void of all of 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 Scripture being your authority, yeah, there's great reason to question whether or not you actually believe in the truths. Yeah, right. But those works, that righteousness that you are called to have, those righteous deeds that you are called to do, cannot at any point be conflated with the work that has been done on your behalf. The work of Jesus Christ saved you, and it is the work of Jesus Christ that sustains you. Mm -hmm. And if you add any of you to either of those, either of those pieces, you have missed the gospel. Yeah. And you are believing in something of your own making and something that is unable to save. Yeah. Well, and as well too, like you're not relishing it anymore. Like you're putting your stock, you're putting your stock in yourself and you're hyper intensifying that relationship between sanctification and justification. And so many people even the quote that I read last week, like that's a perfect example of it, you know, um, that disorientation between sanctification and justification. And so many people I think today are being confused that out of sanctification actually resides my justification. 
Correct. Which we would say is false. We would say is not true to what Scripture teaches. Your justification leads to sanctification. Mm-hmm. Your sanctification is the outflow yeah. and the evidence of the justification that has already been won in Christ. Yeah. And however bad you think that your setback is, you always can turn to your Savior. Um, and this is something interesting as well, too. Maybe we can talk about this on another episode, but um, I just came back from a men's retreat on Friday through Saturday, and we talked about this idea of friendship with God as well, too. And I think so many of our dynamics today operate out of your servant of Christ, your servant of Christ, and you kind of get that drilled into your mind all the time, and you forget that Jesus calls you a friend, and Jesus calls you his friends. Um, I'm not saying that there's anything to the, the, the servant identity. I think there is. You can't just throw that out. You can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Sure. But so much of our time here on earth as men, usually, and as all the Christians, are spent in this servant identity, and we forget the friendship that we have in Jesus. And we also kind of conflate that to that being like very weird and mystic. And then on top of it, if you're looking at the culture, like very homoerotic maybe or something like that. <laughs> um, sure. Versus like, no, like friendship is built upon this, these, um, these different qualities of having candor with one another and having vulnerability with one another and talking about these different things that you're struggling with or that you're rejoicing in. And so there's so much stuff that I want to talk about with that, but I feel like that is another thing that we confuse and conflate as well too, is just our view of God. Let's be honest, like in Western society has always been him sitting on his throne and he's waiting to strike you whenever you sin. Mm. It isn't you thinking about the fact that you are here by by grace and that faith is this kind of key that unlocks the door to the to the throne room and that you are before the king and the king is not going to kick you out. Yeah. And I feel like so much of that time when we sin, when we fall short, we're just one sin short of being kicked out of the throne room. When in reality, we have these things called confession and we have these things called repentance and accountability and all those other things that help us in our walk. But man, it's just, if you're living in this guilt-ridden, shame-filled kind of life, like, I don't think you're, and you're just like, Oh, and you're just kind of looking around because sin is just around a corner. Like you're never going to rejoice in your identity in Christ. Well, and you know, I think I think there's something to that too is that I think there is just on one hand there is a mentality that we can have that that takes the the oh woe was me. I you know, God could never love me. God, mm-hmm. I've I've sinned too much. Right. And I've, I've, I've done too much. Right. And the gospel obviously covers over that and says, no, yeah. that's actually not true. Uh, God, you know, Christ died for individuals just like you. Right. Just like you can have that mentality. I think that you can also on the other side mm-hmm. uh, struggle with wanting to have part in something that was given to you. 
Yeah. And I think it's a very deep-seated, insidious pride that I think we all struggle with to one degree or another mm-hmm. that looks at the gift of salvation and the work that Jesus did on our behalf and sometimes even without realizing it. We we want to play a part in that, yeah. right? So you get things like like Phariseeism and fundamentalism, right, that—, that, that tack on rules and make fences around the law in order to to seem more righteous right and and they point to those things mm-hmm. whether they're something they they do or whether something they abstain from they point to that as evidence for their righteousness look i i'm pursuing righteousness because i'm doing this because yeah. i'm doing a b or c or because i'm not doing a b or c right and they point to those as the evidences and what happens is you forget yeah who it is that has made you righteous yeah right and again not discounting holy living and how we're supposed to live and the authority of scripture in our lives like we're not discounting any of that right but yeah. we have to realize that we have such an insidious heart that is unknowable to the to the depth of the depravity that it sits in yeah that we will very often try to take credit in some way, shape, or form for the work that we have done. So if we can't do it in the the purchasing of our salvation, because that's that's obviously Christ. Yeah. Then we'll we'll do it in the sustainment of our salvation. Yeah. Good right? point. And and that is that is the road that ends up being being trekked on uh when there is a either a uh, either pride or a, 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 I would say an incorrect uh, understanding of what the gospel truly is, right? So when we yeah. cry grace alone and faith alone, we, 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 especially those of us who confess to be reformed, we have to understand what that means and we have to embrace those truths and the implication of those truths wholeheartedly. And to stand firm against anyone or anything that attempts to add works or deeds to justification Mm -hmm. or the sustainment of salvation. We have to. Otherwise, it ceases to be faith alone. Yeah. And grace alone. Yeah. Right. Because it's not it's not just Christ's strength that is applied to you at the moment of salvation. And then God says, OK, now now you. <laughs> yeah. Now you <laughs> figure it out. I'm going to back off like I like I got you here. Now it's your time to, you know, you know, st- start pedaling. Yeah. And if you don't, you're going to tip over. That's just simply not true. Yeah, it, it, it's not. And to believe such uh, makes the sacrifice of Christ very small. Yeah. Right. So this is why it's so important. Yeah. <laughs> and this is why, this is why these are two of the pillars that came out of the reformation is as we're talking about salvation, these are two of them. The yeah. just shall live by faith. And friends, if, if you are listening to this today and you are, you are downtrodden, you are feeling the, the, the weight of your sin or, or the feeling as if you have to somehow be the one to, to sustain yourself in salvation. I would implore you to look upon the rock of ages Mm -hmm. 
as strong enough and deep enough to hold you fast. Yeah. That it is not something that you are going to do. It is something that Christ has done for you, and you have faith alone in the grace of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that's the essential truths of the gospel. Like, we need to know that. We need to come back to that. And that's why the Reformation happened. And that's why the Reformation is so important, is because that's what it was. It was a returning to the biblical truths found in Scripture. Like, Martin Luther didn't create this, just like Calvin didn't create the doctrines of grace, right? These are... These are the the, the time-tested truths that have been in Scripture forever, yeah. right? And that's something that I think we would do well to remember and to come back to. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna close us uh, I'm gonna close us with a quote because mm. I just recently preached on First um, John four thirteen. Yeah. Talking uh, when John's talking about the fact that that he wants us to know by this we know and have confidence in not we think or or you know you know we're we're pretty sure he says we know yeah right so in first john 4:13 this is what he says he says by this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit mm. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God abides in him and he in God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. And this is what my man, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, said had to say about that. Oh, snap. He says, if the faith whereby... I have laid hold on Christ to be my Savior, be altogether wrought in me by the Holy Spirit through grace. Then I defy the devil to take away that which he never gave me or to crush that which Jehovah himself created in me. I defy my free will to fling what it never bought me what God has given, what God has created, what God has introduced, and what God has established in the heart, he will maintain there. Bam, son. <laughs> Bam, Bro, son. The spurge coming in hot. Leave no provision for the flesh, for it has no power to save. Trust in the grace alone of Jesus Christ. Have faith alone in the works of Jesus Christ for your justification and for your sustainment. Mm -hmm. Anything else is a gospel that is not worth believing in. Throw it aside. Salvation is by grace through faith alone. And we confess with the martyrs of the Reformation that this is a hill we will burn on. Mm Mm-hmm. Because if this isn't true, then we are above all people to be pitied. Yeah. Yes, sir. Big Eva had done song. Yeah. 
So why don't you why don't you get us out of here? Why don't you get us out of here, my man? Ladies and gentlemen, if you want more mic drops from Josh and I from the Spurge or <laughs> yeah, from from, any... from Josh and I, so for, from the Spurge, yeah, <laughs> yeah. us interpreting the Spurge, um, us being mess- messengers of the Spurge. You too can join us on the Reformatory. Uh, you too can follow us on what we call the Sociables, if you will. That's right. The Facebook, mm-hmm. the Zuck site. It may mm-hmm. go down. It may morph into some sort of matrix itself within the next couple of years. The Instantgram, also owned by Facebook, oddly, but it goes well with chocolate and marshmallow. Or I don't know what I should call the Twitter anymore because Elon Musk is either going to buy this thing or he's going to court. It's going to happen. So it's going to happen. The little blue bird. That's right. Anyway, you can follow us all at those uh, sociable sites at the tag at Reformatory Pod. Josh, you can tell the lovely people how they might be able to join with us on this journey that we are taking on this podcast. Yeah, well, I need I need some extra encouragement right now Mm -hmm. because uh, oh man, because (laughs) the Mariners just got the Mariners. The Mariners just got a homer hit on them, oh. and they lost by one point. Oh. <laughs> so now, now we have to Welcome to my world, baby. Now we have to do this the hard way. <laughs> I was hoping for a nice, easy two game, you know, get into next week. Nah, nah that's not son. how this is going to be. No, we got to win two more now. Doggone it. Anyway, there are many ways that you can support the Reformatory. We appreciate your prayers. We appreciate you reaching out and uh, hanging out with us on the socials. Leave a like, leave a leave a review, leave a comment, tell a friend. Maybe it'll encourage them to get more plugged in than they are now, or it'll just encourage them in the amount of plugged inness that they already are. Yeah. You can head on over to uh, reformatorypod.com, get some local church merch. Uh, some good stuff there. I think there's some cool looking stuff there. You can head to Patreon. And for, again, I can't believe I'm saying this, but less than a gallon of gas in Washington. <laughs> We're back up over $5, yeah, people. Not liking it. Uh, OPEC, how dare you? How dare you, this, OPEC? Hey, we. I want to blame so many. No, I want to blame one person, but that's, uh, yeah, you know, anyway, here we go. Support us on the Patreon and have your name hallowed. Hallowed, sir. Hallowed. Hallowed through the halls of this podcast. Last but not least, if you're on Apple, scroll down, give us a like, give us a follow, give us a review. Write us a little review. Tell us what you appreciate the uh, what you appreciate about the podcast. Tell us how you found it. Tell us what you like. Uh, five stars, please. Please. We just had a new one. For the five solas, if you will. Yeah, five stars for five solas. We just got a new uh, five star review. And the title is literally just Cigars. I like it. <laughs> By a, a Jay, Jay Laudig. Not sure if I'm saying that right, Jay. My bad. But thank you for the review. Your mm. name has been hallowed through it's this It's hallowed, sir. Hallowed. We thank you all for listening. We'll catch you on the next step of the Reformatory. Reformatory.